Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. John the Baptist must have been quite a, quite a spectator, quite a person to look at, a curiosity individual, a freak, a rough individual who lived off the land, who ate grasshoppers and wild honey for his diet, who wore the, the skins of animals, never cut his hair, very rough and uncouth, he certainly would not have been a candidate for Man of the Year award. And yet, Jesus called him the greatest man that ever lived. Not in man's standards. You and I would not have chosen him as such. If you are going to look in society and find someone in the intellectual world that you could hold up as an example. Perhaps you might think in terms of Einstein, reportedly the wisest man, or I may, let me rephrase that, the most intelligent man that has ever lived. If you were talking about politics and you wanted to find somebody to hold up as an example, you might find JFK, or you might go back to Washington, or to Churchill, or to some individual that you find to hold up as, as an illustration of greatness in politics, if it were in military that you're talking about, Napoleon, or perhaps Alexander the Great, or even maybe Dwight D. Eisenhower might be your image of a great political man. If you were talking in the scientific world, perhaps you would think of Edison or Dr. Salk. If it were wealth, you would think of Vanderbilt or J. Paul Getty, who was at one time the richest man in the world, or uh, Carnegie. If it were an athlete, uh, athletics, you might think, depending upon what your, uh, your favorite is, you might, with me, think of O.J. Simpson. If you were a golfer, you might think of uh, Arnold Palmer. If you were a baseball player, I can't even think of one because I don't particularly like baseball, so think of your, your athlete. If it is in music, you may be talking about Bach or Beethoven or Mozart or some of the other greats. If you are a country western person, you will think of somebody in that realm. If you're talking about art, it will be Rembrandt or Michelangelo or some other great artist that, that hits your fancy. But when you're talking about spiritual people, we might think in terms of Billy Graham or some other individual in your mind that would be great. But the scripture points out that the greatest person that ever lived is this uncouth, rough character called the Baptist. I'm glad he had that name, although we don't get our name directly from him, though some people think they can trace Baptist history back all the way to John the Baptist. I think it cannot be done, and it's foolish to try. 
But nevertheless, I like his name because we have taken a similar name. But here, John is in prison. And he sends his two of his disciples to Jesus and asks him, Are you the Christ, or should we look for somebody else? And suddenly a red flag goes up. Is there a flaw in John's character? We could accept somebody who doesn't have faith, Bill, uh, like Peter, and uh, excuse him for his lack of faith. But we find it difficult to accept a lack of faith, a slight crack in that image that we have pictured in John the Baptist and say that he possibly has lost faith or has begun to question whether he has the right faith in Jesus Christ our Savior. Listen, we all have our doubts and John being human had his doubts as well. I would suspect that there is not a person in this congregation that one has some doubts in your faith. There are some things you find it very difficult to believe. I have told you some of mine, particularly on Wednesday nights, that it's extremely difficult for me to put my faith completely in some things that I read in the Scripture. But nevertheless, it's there, and I can do other, cannot do otherwise, but I find it difficult to do. Don't think that I have an edge on faith over you because I'm the pastor. I don't. And I have seen more people sit in the pew with greater faith than the person who stands behind the pulpit. There have been tremendous inspirations that have come to me from people of faith in the pew that have assisted me in my preaching. So there is no, certainly no edge. All of us have our difficulties in believing and putting our, our trust in, in even the Lord Jesus Christ himself. There was a time when people did crazy things like uh, walk across a tag wire across Niagara Falls. On one occasion, this quote, crazy guy, blindfolded himself and wheeled a wheelbarrow across that table. When he got on the other side, he said to a young boy who watched his feet, do you believe that I can wheel you across that wire, my wheelbarrow? And the boy said, yes, I believe you can. And the man said, well, come on and get in. Well, that was the last of the boy. He ran in the opposite direction as fast as he could go. It is one thing for us to say something. It is entirely something else for us to put our life, to commit our life to that person or belief. And here's where we get into difficulty. It's easy for us tonight to stand up and praise God and say we believe in him with all our heart and we would follow him wherever he would lead, as Peter did on one occasion very foolishly. <laughs> because when we get into the problem, 
tomorrow morning on the job or in our home or in society, then comes the test. Will we put ourselves in the wheelbarrow? And probably many of us will run the other direction, like the little boy. But the church, the church expects us to be perfect. I was glad that the comments were made this afternoon to tell you that I'm not perfect. I, I think you already knew that, but I was glad Don Wildermilk uh, enforced that point. Because there is a certain tendency for the church to expect perfection as pastor, and you ain't going to get it, even in English. <laughs> I said that from Mrs. Mabe's standpoint, since she was teaching us in English classes for the Sunday school. I said, I'm going to use one of these days, this one. And I also must know that I'm not going to get it from you. We must acknowledge that we aren't fully trusting in, in that which we read in the Scripture. Listen, if we trusted, if we believed everything the Scripture says, if I would challenge you, do you believe all of the Bible teaches, and you said yes, I would say then I want you to turn to Malachi 3.10 and tell me you believe in that verse. Prove me now here with, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive. I left out the first part. I want you to hear the last part first. Bring me all the ties into the storehouse. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.